Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Intuition Year for Sense, which you know because you saved the podcast and you know that that's what this is called. But I feel like I have to say that each time or I don't get off on a footing of communicating to you with you when you're not sitting right here in front of me. So it's my little process to be able to be in the flow of the information that's coming through as well as pay attention to the um, paper that I have in front of me with points written down. This week episode is about, think of it as a further introduction to Vicky. And there, the reason I'm doing this is there have been a lot of new listeners that have come on and welcome. Thank you. And thank you so much to those who have been with me since episode one or 10 or 102. And I thought at, since we're circling around to the 180 area, that it would be a good time to come back in, give you a synopsis of the, not the whole 53 years I've been on this planet, but the synopsis of my intuitive journey and that is still on ongoing will continue to be ongoing because it doesn't stop even when we croak i felt like it was a good time to reintroduce and or to introduce myself to the community and to talk a little bit about the process of intuitive development and what it means to embody your intuition and integrate your soul with your human self and how sometimes it is just flipping ugly. (laughs) It is challenging. It's frightening. It's stupidly confusing at times. And to take a little bit of this, um, I don't even know what to call it, but there's this type of worship energy that I see in this world of those who present and do the work of mediumship or readings or using their intuition for business management, all of it. There's this tendency to put us on pedestals and I have never liked that. I am no one's guru except my own. It is spelled G-U-R-U for a reason. We are our own gurus and I'm seeing a little bit of this on the platforms especially in these times where it feels unsettled because it is unsettled and I wanted to give a little bit of behind the scenes honest information So you can know that wherever your level of understanding of your intuition is and your own psychicness, that you are absolutely doing a brilliant job and you can continue to learn to listen to yourself a bit more and use the gift of self-knowing to guide your own process. And yes, while working with some of us that have honed it or as I believe sometimes just did our homework in previous lifetimes and in this lifetime came in with an antenna that said oh yeah you will be doing this. This podcast it has was developed to bring information to everyone that listens that this is not anything special. It's special to the individual person but 
one is not special because they have sight or because they have knowing they are humans and everyone has this and i thought well what better way than to <laughs> to talk about how i stumbled through it and how i came to be not for comparison's sake but for a little bit of humbling of this profession because i'm just tired of people thinking that they're special because they possess a certain um, antenna wiring uh, connectiveness and that's ego and i love the ego but that's the ego part that can really burn my butt so the process of vicky baird and learning intuition it actually started when it was vicky bedore which is my maiden name and when I was quite young, evidently, was, I uh, will call myself the informer. <laughs> I knew information about my siblings, about the family, about situations that I probably shouldn't have been able to identify. And then, yeah, people used to say, you're so serious, you're so sad, you were so, um, so of your own wiring, which is true. And yet, I think I was a very funny kid. So I learned very young that my own intuitive abilities kept me safe. I didn't know what it was though. I want to be very clear in that, that this innate knowing that you have as well may direct you in ways that we don't readily define as intuitive skills. I didn't know what any of this was until I was in my 30s and life, I started factoring all this out and seeing why I was feeling the way I was and I'll get to that. But as a child, my intuition really served me because the house could be very volatile at times and very funny at times and very loving. It was very confusing to grow up in my household. It was very isolating um, and it was uh, very musical. It was just swung so far in so many different directions that I feel like it really honed my intuitive skills because I would have to assess what the situation was. And sometimes I could deflect it. Sometimes I could minimize the uproar that was happening in the house, either by doing the chore that someone else didn't do, or by making my father laugh, or by distracting my mother. I was really good at that. <laughs> um, with stories, or with humor, or with the fact that on some level I knew she wasn't satisfied and I listened to her. So this was on board, like all of you, before I even came in as a soul, a physical soul rather, and it over time led me to go in directions that the logical head said probably wasn't my best um and so it started with me being unaware of it and it continued with me being unaware of it although the, there were some fun experiences as a child where i would um one could say predict, but it's really just reading the energy pattern of what was going to happen or um, what 
was being planned when no one mentioned what it was um, or the letters that I knew were in the wall and then when we opened up the wall they indeed were there and we were able to get them to the family that they belonged to that lived in the house before us. Things like that but when I said to my mother at times what are those energies that I see I called them black things because they were like black shadows that would go into the closet and she said we don't talk about those things and you just didn't I mean my parents are new and very they were very strong New Englanders and you just didn't talk about anything and if they said you didn't talk about it you didn't talk about it you were just done with it and yet I used to spend a lot of time in that closet it was a big closet uh, reading and getting my own space I thought but in hindsight later when I thought back on it and fell back on it I realized that I was comfortable with the spirit energy that happened to be in the house more so than I was with people and that's true to this day sometimes I would much rather be in company of spirit and in nature than of people you know no diss on the people but we're complicated and sometimes exhausting and much rather just hang out with a tree so fast forward to being a young mom. I was 23 when I had my daughter, our daughter, and then a few years later uh, went to work for a company that just gave us a little bit more of a stable schedule for her and for myself and uh, worked for an organization that, uh, well, it was a pharmacy really, that had a lot of wonderful people who worked there and really experienced my first work family. And they happened to be keeping track of the stuff I knew without the owner telling us. And I didn't know I was doing it. I didn't just thought we were sharing, you know, kind of water cooler talk before there were water coolers. And evidently they were keeping track. And along about the same time that I worked there, my mother was also she was ill my whole life, so I never really knew that was one of the things that also I feel like supported my intuitive ability to read people is she was in and out of the hospital my whole life. So I never knew when I went to school, well, we never knew, none of our, my siblings knew that I just feel like every time I went to school, I was looking back at the house thinking, would today be the day I get home and find out she's back in the hospital? So she was passing um, while I was working there and I just had this knowing that I had to get my daughter in to see her and she was in ICU and you know the, the story there very few visitors and you do not they do not allow six-year-olds to go in well I used my own intuitive ability and my skill at bending some energy and they allowed her to go in and that night my mother passed so is it something my daughter remembers no uh, but it was something that i felt guided to do so that my mom in her passing could feel like she said goodbye to kayla and that was important um it's one of the skill sets that is not my favorite. I'm able to feel when someone is passing, usually long before they pass, 
or an animal of that nature. We have that going on right now. Um, our old girl puppy is um, in her transition process and the last few months have been pretty tricky for me because I can feel it and I just know how much that hurts <laughs> and how much it's an honor to have been part of her life and how much it is going to change up our household and yet it's inherent in me it's something that's wired that I have come to see as a gift and yet when it's happening it is incredibly hard and when my mom was passing when my mother was in the hospital I was not conscious of this knowing this showed up later when my own husband uh, I had a knowing he would pass and had to process that but when my mom was passing I didn't know what it was I just felt compelled to get there and I wonder if you felt this way before too just compelled to do something almost like there are hands at your back that are guiding you forward that's your knowing that's your intuitive skill that's a um, a voice that's within that is a perfect guidance system even if the process doesn't feel perfect so i felt some peace afterwards of course hurt that she had passed i was only 29 um and we hadn't developed a relationship that i felt was possible and there was a sadness there too so in this whole you know kerfuffle of time where uh, I'm starting to figure out that I feel things people are starting to reflect back to me that I predicted things that would happen even though I didn't even necessarily know what the word intuition was or prediction was um, and to have some accuracy to it affirmed it but still left me even more confused so then I ended up changing companies and it was a wonderful change uh, lifelong friends that I have today um, from working at that company and it also put me in connection with an executive director who in time not the first one I worked with but in time it was so intuitive and was open <laughs> to whatever my ability to see what was going on within the organization um, and how it could help not make decisions for her certainly but to be open to that and I'm I've always been grateful for that that she didn't make how I was wired or what I was learning to be a problem or for me to be crazy but rather encouraged me to tap into it and to see what my own inner voice was telling me she used to tell me that she was a bit of a hippie, of a hippie in the day and i appreciate that because she also helped me to be you know the ceo i am of my own company because i learned from the best in this process of opening up of course you start reading more books and you have things presented to you and you start asking questions and this will happen to you as well you're listening to this podcast why because your own inner voice is saying 
you might not be able to hear me. Could you listen to this podcast and maybe read this book or talk to that person so that it becomes more evident to you? And please hear me when I say that when your soul wants to talk to you, it will not let up. It will keep coming to you and coming to you and coming to you, which is beautiful and it can be exhausting. So you want to listen to that. The process of expanding is that of eternity. The process of developing your intuition, the process of knowing who you are, that's eternity. That's not something you're going to land on and um, it will be concrete and that's it. You never shift because that causes pain. Our soul wants to evolve. So as I was being presented to people who then I began knowing what the word intuition was and that other people did readings that just blew my mind because I'm like how is that possible and doesn't everybody do that I really thought that everybody walked around with a movie screen in their head and voices in their head that led them to making decisions or saying things or mostly in my case understanding where someone was hurting and wanting to yes at the time fix it and I recognize now that that's not possible but in the at that point it was for me and path a path of understanding who I was I love being empathic I love being able to feel what someone else is going through and through the gift of my ability to articulate I can often say to someone what they're feeling to connect the dots for them and I realized that I've always done this and then I met someone who did intuitive readings and I misread the situation because I thought people were as generous with their energy as I was being which could also be read as I had terrible boundaries because I did I really did. <laughs> they were terrible. Uh, and once I got to know this person, even helped her at a lot of events, um, it was a wake-up call for me, literally a call one day when I was at the office. I was about to go into a meeting, and uh, she called, and I remember distinctly standing in the kitchen of the VNA I worked for, taking the call and saying to her, I don't have time to talk right now. I have to go into a finance meeting um, and I have to present these numbers and I don't have time to talk about what you're doing today. And then I said, why are you calling me? Are you okay? If you're okay, I need to hang up. And she said that she had a, s a session scheduled and when she talked to me, she was more accurate in her readings. Now I had brought this woman into town to do readings for other people and really um, idolized her ability. I did not idolize her. I saw her humanness, but I idolized her ability. And that's why I'm so firm on don't do that. Well, because I did it. And then once I, once I heard those words out loud, that she, it was an effect using my antenna to do her own sessions, I shut it down, not my own intuition but her ability to connect. And I can't even tell you what the process was because most of this stuff comes to us without a manual. 
it's something that is just a knowing within you. And if you listen to your knowings a little bit more, this human process is a lot easier. It was difficult to dissolve the friendship because we did have conversations about it. And she said, tough, that's how I do it. And I'm like, well, tough, you're not getting into my space because forget it. She must have missed the part where my parents were <laughs> really strong New Englanders who, when they set a boundary, it was done. You did not question. But all this time, I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to find someone who can help me understand why all of a sudden I'm now feeling everybody's pain. I'm feeling all of the confusion that's in the world and trying to raise three kids, two of which had emotional difficulties from their mother and yeah, somewhat from my husband uh, because he was trying to figure out who he was and just trying to live life and all this stuff is blowing up around me. Um, so with this exploration of what is intuition, what is psychicness, do I even want it? Can it help me calm my inner voice? All of this, I kept looking for mentors and people who could bring the information, but I wanted someone who brought the information without a lot of fluff. I didn't want all the woo. I wanted the, this is the reason it happens. You can connect it to logic here. It can also have a scientific background here. Um, sometimes it just is Vicky, which would have been a fine answer for me. I'm okay with that answer. I could not find someone who would communicate with me in a way that I felt was mentoring, but was also leaving space for me to develop how I was. And I even had someone I worked with. Now, I didn't have a ton of money to throw around, but I felt like it was necessary. So I worked with her on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And she actually said to me, you will learn to read energy the way I do. And I said, no, ma'am, I won't, because it's not possible. I want to learn what you know about the world of energy and what you know about your um, history and and what the chakras are i wanted to learn all that stuff but if someone is telling you you must learn their way and this is the only way you need to turn tail and leave and when I said that to her, she said, well, then you'll never develop. And I said, I think it's the opposite. I think if I don't buy into the fact that there's only one way to do this, it will actually grow exponentially. Well, I opened up a great big doorway in saying that. And I felt like at the time I had to stand up for everyone but most especially myself that there isn't one way to do whatever this is because we are inherently different and we all have a different path behind us can you learn to open your third eye to open your heart to ground through your root chakra yes of course but you are still going to do it your way because you have many 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 lifetimes there that brings an intelligence and a genius with it that for someone to stifle it, it just didn't make sense for me so then 
But I feel like what happened when I did that is I feel like <laughs> all of the energy in the universe showed up, all of my guides, and I really do believe my mother smacked me on the back of the head and said, okay, do that thing as that you did as a kid that we used to say don't do because all of a sudden there was this influx of information and um, loud conversations and that I knew were other people's conversations. I've since learned how to like, send that way out. I don't listen to conversations anymore because that's rude. It's just rude. Um, and I don't want to know. And I, I'm happy to tap into somebody's energy and their consciousness. But I don't want to hear what you guys are thinking when I'm going to the grocery store or when I'm sitting at a family dinner, especially. I don't want to know. Unless you're saying it out of your pie hole, I don't want to know. So, it, but I had to learn how to manage all of this. And I will say that for me, trusting the process isn't just a platitude. It's something that I have to have in place or at times I will have felt, and I, sometimes I still feel this way, that I would collapse, that I could not handle the mission or the job, it seems like sometimes, the role that I agreed to um, embody in this lifetime. So that's exactly why I started teaching classes on it because I was learning as I was going and I did really well in teaching these classes of intuition development because I wanted everyone that I came in contact with to have a little bit more information than they had before. And I wanted it to come from someone who wasn't owning the information. I was presenting the information and I could be here as someone who's walked through it in my own way, but I wasn't saying this is how you have to learn or you have to do this with the exception of white light. You all need to be putting white light around you every day, a couple times a day. So there are some steps. So I wasn't conscious of the path that my own intuition was taking me on. And that led to conflicts in relationships. It led to my own doubt about myself. It led to a huge insecurity of who am I to think that I could do this work um, without you know, training with some master or without even a college degree, like all these things would go through my head. And I always came back to, I trust this process. I don't know what it is within me yet. Now I know it to be my soul. But at the time, I didn't know that I could just trust the voice that I was feeling, not necessarily hearing. I still don't hear necessarily. It comes into my consciousness, but... But I wasn't conscious of that. And so many people are walking around in their lives and the busier we get, this part can be put in the background because it does require being quiet and it requires doing some self discovery and it requires being willing to hear the beauty and the gifts that are within you and Thankfully, within my wiring, that trust was so deep that I had to allow it. And I know it was there because I 
didn't feel safe in my household growing up. And I somehow trusted in a greater universe. And I am so grateful for that um, because I see what happens when people don't have that. And my heart, um, oh, I just want to hug everybody who doesn't have that belief yet in themselves or in what I do consider to be a greater energy. So along the process, I started doing Oracle card readings just for friends and people at work who were interested. Because remember, I said I had that off, awesome executive director who was cool. I didn't do it at work time, but, you know, who was cool with that. Um, uh, that's not entirely true, actually. That was a little bit of a fib because I did get called into a supervisor's office one time. The door shut and she asked me to do a reading for her. So I did actually do some on work time. But as I was developing this and learning that, oh, these cards are pretty awesome, they give direction, I still just thought I was just flipping cards and giving my perception of the cards. And then eventually word caught on and I started getting requests for readings and I would go to people's homes and do those parties and everything. Worked at a restaurant, doing readings on the weekends. Um, and then eventually stopped using the cards and really started believing in what I was receiving because my intention was always to help. Still not knowing all of what I know today. And I know today that there's a lot that I still have to learn, but trusting that I was being guided in a direction, not in a big woo-woo, have to do this way, but in a little bit of woo with a whole lot of logic that I'm helping people, they feel good, I feel good helping people, and it feels like this is exactly where I'm meant to be. And I never felt that in my life anywhere else, even in my marriage. Um, so it was yeah, a little bit addicting to be in that energy. So fast forward, I eventually leave my job at the VNA to do this full time. And uh, over time, what that develops into is mediumship and realizing that I can connect with those who have crossed. And I did that for many years, still learning. I learn more from those who have crossed about how to live than I have from the adults that were in my life. Um, and I feel blessed to have been able to connect, even though it scared the heebie-jeebies out of me at times. And that's a development of soul along with I'm ridiculously curious about every realm and it landed pretty well and I did the mediumship for seven years I believe somewhere around there did some large venues and had a very very popular Friday night with Vicki where I did readings for up to 18 people in a two hour time period and still continue to do them until if you remember earlier I said I have this knowing when someone is going to pass and I had the 
foresight, the vision, and some really horrific dreams about my husband passing. And I just knew it was true. It just that same knowing of I can trust the process. I knew it was true. And by that point, I also had a track record. I also had the feedback from clients that what I was seeing was accurate. The timeline might be wiggled a little bit, not necessarily in just people passing, but like what to do with their business or if they would be in relationship, what they needed to do in order to be in relationship, if this relationship was going to last, um, things like that. Uh, and when opportunities were going to show up to them, as long as they did the work, the timelines were pretty accurate. So I knew I had a track record and I didn't share it with him initially, but he knew me well enough to know something was going on. And then I, um, he did have a health issue and he did have a major surgery and he did crash on the table and decided to do a U-turn. So when he came back, I said to him, you have to do your work. If you decided to come back, well, kudos, I'm glad you're back um, here in the physical, but no more coasting. You have to actually do this because otherwise you're going to have another exit very soon. And three years later, that was his exit. And along that time when he passed, and I talked to him about this before he passed, basically, can I use you as, an, as a, a reason to no longer do mediumship because it was starting to wear on me and it was also starting to wane on me because like I said, I was given a lot of information from those who crossed and the information that I kept getting was, we don't want people to focus on us. We are doing our own soul's process. Yes, we're around. Yes, we see the blessings that are going on. Yes, we see the difficult times that are going on, but we're kind of busy with our own process. And we don't want people looking back in the rearview mirror, but we want them to move forward. Now, I knew the healing that can come, that did come from having a, a reading with a medium. I knew this. I saw it every time we. I had a session and someone came through. And yet I felt like it wasn't my path to continue doing these sessions. And just recently, somebody even said to me, well, you could just do those occasionally. No, no, I can't. Because if I'm encouraging in other people for you to follow what your heart says and your soul says is your joy of being human and of being here, then I would be a humongous hypocrite to say, well, yeah, let me just do them to bring in some money. Like, yes, I can do it. Why don't I just do that? I wouldn't be listening to myself and I wouldn't be in integrity. And I really believe then it wouldn't work. So knowing today because of that decision and the conversation I had with Howard about um, wanting to move more away from the mediumship and more into the coaching, which I had already been certified in and was doing anyway, um, and in true Howard fashion to not mince words. He either didn't say anything or he didn't mince words. <laughs> uh, and in this point of not mincing words, he said, I'd be a fool, put a couple other words in front of that, but I'll keep it clean, to not follow that because it's up to me to live my truth, to live what feels right to me. And then, and this I did not anticipate, I was a little... Mm, ignorant even 
I don't know, full of myself to believe that I was just going to sail through his passing and my being here physically without his physical body um, easily. And that was not the case. It was, it still can be incredibly painful. And it's seven years later, you know, in moments, um, it can be very difficult. So while there are occasions in session um, where someone's loved one will show up, for me, it's always because there's something to be clarified in the relationship between those two people. So perhaps the parent was abusive and on the other side, there's no, um, they're not sitting in pity of themselves or anything like that. There is a desire to kind of clear the air, not necessarily for themselves, although it does help to advance their soul. Um, I, of course, I'll let it come through and to help in a minimalistic way because I just don't want to live in that energy. And I feel like we honor them by doing the best we can in our lives and by embracing life in the physical while honoring those in the non-physical. And contrary to popular belief, people have said to me, well, it's easy for you because you know, he's passed or your parents have passed or these people and you have full access to them. I do not. I actually do not because part of my soul process is to be able to experience life as a human and go through that loss. So if they were always available to me, I would never go through that loss. Do I know they're okay? Oh yes, absolutely. And do I high five him on regular occasion? I do. Um, and there are times where I'm like, you rotten bastard, because that's what I used to call him. We didn't swear at each other. We didn't call names. I would not allow that because my parents did it so much. Um, but in his, on the last two days before he passed, I said, can we just call each other names? Like, can we do that before you croak? Um, so bastard was his, um, <laughs> mine was bitch. Yes. <laughs> uh, but hey, that's fun. He didn't want to do it. He was like, no, I'm not leaving with that. I'm like, come on. After 27 years, I know you've called it me in your head. Cause I certainly have called you in my head, these things. Let's say it out loud, get it all on the table. So through this process though, incredible growth. I knew we weren't going to be together into our eighties. Um, I just knew it. Um, so at 46 experiencing my partner and my life I thought at the time, partner passing, um, it elevated my own appreciation of how much we really ought to embrace being human and going through all the pain, all of the emotions. And that led me into um, studying neural pathway work, um, deep emotional work, pain body work for myself and working with clients. And that's one of my specialties is being able to get to the root cause of the pain, even if the subconscious doesn't want to let you know what it is so that we can heal the wound that's there and then, you know, experience this life without burden of previous hurts that they tend to hide right in your subconscious. So, I know Howard's passing was a catalyst for me to step forward and I know it blew open my intuition and 
it was one of the hardest things I ever did was coming back from the month I took off after he passed to do mediumship readings. It wrecked me. Um, I went home in pieces every night that I did a mediumship reading because it just hurt too much to be accessing that realm and to be experiencing the pain of his passing at the same time. And right before that, within, it was three months before, someone else who I had seen his passing, even when they were saying medically he was going to be fine, um, a friend passed. And then five months after Howard passed, I had to have the same conversation with another friend saying, you you feel complete don't you but you're still doing this for your family and i will do that until the end of my breath for someone to to be able to have that conversation um i didn't have to tell anybody about it he just needed to be able to have that conversation and then he passed and i was blessed to do his eulogy but you know what it took every bit of courage for me to stand there and i felt like i was going to pass out because my heart was just ripped open so much that the love of his family is really what kept me up there. See, it still gets to me. So shifting out of the mediumship was as much for Vicky and my healing as it was for, that's not my path. It's not my calling. It's not my love. Um, I, <laughs> I love that spirits are not jobs. Um, and I love that we all get to experience that. And I love that I have a surety that I am no, no, in no way afraid of croaking. Um, I don't want my loved ones to hurt, but I also know that that's part of the expansion because the incredible pain I felt through the three amigos is what I was calling them. <laughs> um, and they're passing so closely together propelled me forward into studying the brain and how to help people be as happy as they possibly can be in this lifetime. So it led me to asking what I think we all need to ask. Uh, who am I? Like, what do I like? How do I want to be in this world? And what is something that lights me up and I get to help other people as it's lighting me up? Because that is really important. I had a session this morning um, where a client said to me that uh, since she's been working with me, she is no longer afraid of living her life in joy. And can I just tell you, that statement affirmed that my listening to my own soul and knowing that mediumship was not where it was for me, it, I've been in a euphoric and actually decided to record this subject since then. Because I'm like, I have to let people know that we're not one place. We're not one thing. Within any experience we have, we get to grow. If you're a personal trainer, maybe you don't want to do the whole create the beach body thing anymore. N not the company, but the body. Th 
stupid message. If you have a body and there's a beach, you have a beach body. There you go. Done. But maybe you don't want to work in that superficial way anymore. Maybe you want to work with people's souls. Maybe you want to help them have the best cardiovascular system and reach some goals, but also know that they aren't only their body. Um, maybe you're a doctor who is fed up with the system and no longer wants to do that and wants to take their work in a different direction and your voice inner voice your soul voice is, is encouraging that but you're not feeling like you can because you're bound by these um preconceived notions so her comment that she's no longer afraid to live in her whole joy well I feel like I accomplished what I came here to do, <laughs> except that there's about 4 billion other people to work with. And we'll still work together because, man, we still have to create a plan that gets her to the place that she wants to live in this joy because we're not quite there yet, right? So what this encourages me to do is to still show up and ask myself, well, what do I want to do? How do I want to help people? The conscious circuitry work that I do brings me so much joy. And you know what? I get freaking lit up about business planning, how to create a podcast, uh, creating teams within a work environment, honest teams not that bs stuff where you just learn your communication style and you never work with it but really getting in there and saying okay it seems like this person reminds you of your mother let's talk about that so that at least when you come to work you're not projecting your crap onto other people and you're healing what you're bringing to work because everybody wanders around in their whole self but most people segregate themselves. They show up at work as their work self. They show up at home as their home self and wonder why you feel exhausted and separated from your soul. And this whole process of talking about my process, I want to say, listen, you are a work in process as well. And you will progress if you listen to the fact that I don't know who my greatest expression is because that's too big of a reach. I want to be in my joyous expression and whatever that means I am today. And I felt like if I shared with you my process of, I didn't know what intuition was. I didn't know what any of this stuff was, but the curiosity of my soul kept me moving forward and now leads me to this place of wanting to help people integrate their soul and their humanness and you know tripping over things like creating an app and uh which i still love by the way <laughs> and it will get clearer as i become more clear but this process of being human means that we don't know everything and that's beautiful and we have to give ourselves permission to not know where we're heading but to do it in a joyous fashion and each time that I traveled through these experiences of the Oracle card readings, then the mediumship, then the neuropathway study and certification, then the coaching certification, whoops, reverse those, coaching, the neuropathway, then the business, business systems, oh my goodness, I love the system, <laughs> 
And this process, I get lit up each time and it lets me know that I'm in the right corral. And where will it head? I don't necessarily know. What will it create? I hope a billion more people that reflect that they know their own joy and what that means because it's different for everybody. And this uh, approach to life as a whole being is really why we're here. So I plan to keep exemplifying this, um, letting you know that I don't know where I'm headed, but man, I got some good systems in place to help others get there because, hey, you only have to be a few steps <laughs> in evolution uh, beyond where the person you're helping and then they catapult past you and oh it's just the most beautiful thing on the planet to be part of that process so all of this to say we're always going to be growing and if we weren't we'd be miserable and you can see that in people when they're miserable they're not allowing the growing and expansion is always going to be happening and i don't know where this next phase is leading me but i'm so freaking lit up about it that i'm encouraging it and everyone to admit that you don't know exactly what you're doing but you do know you want to do it in joy and then create the process that helps you get there all those steps that i went through in developing learning about and then developing my intuition creating a business going into my 23rd year now i believe um somewhere in there 22nd year i and then going back each time to say does this light me up does this light me up when i had the conversation with howard before he passed i already we had already talked about me and how i would segue out of it um but i didn't know how i do that and needed to do it ethically and I felt a an obligation to the clients I had and the people they were telling to come see me. So each time I've done this, I've reinforced the steps that are necessary to trust that I'm being guided in the direction that will best serve because I will be best serving me. And that's what I want to encourage you to do, to best serve yourself and think of it as a way that you are then going to best help others and to bring your brilliance to the universe. So when you're learning who you are, you're not, you may not know what chakras are. You may not know that you have a pain body. You may not know that you can change your neural pathways in your brain, but each time you show up to listen to a podcast like this or read a book or have a open conversation with a friend, you are saying, I hear you soul, I want to expand. So want to join me in this? Want to join me in the expansion of all of this process and of you and of living your life in true joy? Um, I, I really hope you do. I invite you to come along to be with us as we fumble our way through and yet trust the process and the systems that are set up before. I hope this helped. I hope it helped you see that Yes, this is work being human, but it doesn't have to be drudgery and it can be exciting and you can hear it in my voice how excited I am about not knowing, but also being uh, practiced in paying attention to the markers that are showing up in front of me. So join me, won't you? And I will see you in the next episode.